Hello, welcome back to a solo under our roof. That's right, you have me, Lizzie, today. No Grace. Grace is on tour. If you're following along on any social media, you've probably seen that Grace is doing an East Coast run right now, which is so fun. Actually, tomorrow night, which is the day this is coming out, um, the show is in my hometown, Raleigh. So I don't know if anyone listening is going, but if you are, have such a good time. My whole family will be there, and I wish I would be there too. Um, I just can't with it being right after the holidays, and I've just taken a bunch of time away from work and home. So I'm here holding down the fort under our roof with Bean and Bunny. And I'm doing laundry right now. So if you can hear the dryer going, that is what that is. And we did not plan ahead quite well enough to be able to do an episode um, backlogged before Grace left for tour. Next week, we'll be back together. And last week, there was both of us. But just this week, one little solo episode for you. And I'm probably going to keep it somewhat short and sweet. But I wanted to address the new year. So last episode, if you haven't listened yet, Grace and I talked about something not at all New Year's related. We just thought it'd be fun to do the first episode of 2023, not as a New Year's episode, because probably a lot of podcasts are doing New Year's episodes. So we talked about the unwritten rules of growing up Christian. So things that we experienced growing up that weren't said out loud, but is sort of the quiet part that wasn't said out loud. Um, that we picked up on and internalized and then had to grapple with when we got older. So if you haven't listened and that sounds interesting to you, I promise it's pretty lighthearted. I haven't heard from anyone saying that they were super triggered by it. Most people just thought it was funny at parts and they could kind of relate. So if you want to listen to that, you should. But for this one, this is your New Year's episode. Grace was not very into the idea of doing a New Year's episode. So it's just as well that it's just me for this. But I'm going to not do necessarily New Year's resolutions. I'll explain. So I've seen a trend on TikTok and other places of people doing their in and out list. Like, okay, for this month or for this year, in this case, this year, this is these are the things that are in and these are the things that are out. So it'll be like in, accepting yourself, out, feeling bad about yourself. That's obviously a big generalization, but even more specific things like in, um, cooking at home, out, getting Postmates or uber eats all the time just stuff like that things that you either want to bring into your life and kick out of your life or trends i've seen people do it like in certain trends out old trends and i'm not that into trends so i'm not gonna really talk about that although there's a couple little things that i'll say is like a trend that i'm interested in and in my typical caveat filled nature. I am a lawyer, so I'm constantly like (laughs) phrasing things so that they cannot be misinterpreted. Um, But I'm sure I still do say things that are misinterpreted all the time because I'm a human and as are the people listening. But anyway, um, I will say the caveat that this is things that I want to have in and out in my life in 2023. Not that I think these are trends or things that are mandates for anyone other than me. They're not even mandates for me. Um, but I, I don't want you to be nervous that this episode is going to make you feel bad. Like, oh, this is what's in and this is what's out. Not at all. It's just a little insight into my thinking, my philosophies for the new year. And they're mostly pretty positive, I think. 
Um, but I'm actually going to start with my out list because I think it'll be nicer to end on a happy note or a, a positive note. Um, okay, so first thing that I want to kick out of my life for 2023 is my compulsion to cook all meals in the house and refuse any help. Maybe you know this or maybe you don't, but I'm definitely the chef among Grace and me, but I also have a really bad habit or tendency of never wanting help, even though I do feel overwhelmed. Like cooking for two people most meals is kind of like a part-time job. I mean, it's a lot of work and I like to make special meals because it's a big hobby of mine and a big outlet. I would even say it's a creative outlet for me to cook. And so I look forward to it and I feel really not myself if I'm ordering takeout a ton or eating frozen meals. There's absolutely nothing wrong with those things, but I just prefer to cook meals from scratch myself at home. That's something that I have always loved doing since I've lived on my own or lived with a partner. So all that to say, a struggle of mine, an ongoing struggle has been feeling like I need to have complete creative control over the meals and cook and do everything myself. And then also feeling burnt out and like I don't have help, even though I'm not the best at accepting help. So I think for 2023, I have to say goodbye to that. Grace has been so good lately about kind of stepping in and saying, listen, I know I can't really cook like you can, but what I can do is make a frozen pizza and then make a nice healthy salad on the side. And honestly, that's a perfectly decent meal. There's nothing wrong with having that. And so I am trying to accept it more in at least a couple nights a week, letting Grace cook for me and also ordering more takeout because I'm lucky to live in an area with such amazing options for takeout and a lot of good healthy things with whole ingredients where it doesn't feel like I'm eating fast food just because it's takeout. And again, nothing wrong with fast food. I love McDonald's fries among other fast food a lot. Um, but I think that it's, it's good to eat, you know, some vegetables. And so with so many options for takeout, I'm just trying to realize if I'm, if it's between me having some me time and some self care time and ordering takeout and then me cooking, but yet going to bed exhausted and not having really any downtime, then I should just get takeout. And so anyway, that's that's something that I think is out in 2023 is cooking all the meals by myself and refusing help, which is on paper doesn't sound good at all. Okay, next up, out. I have to get stop putting stuff in the corner of my room. Now you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but the way our room is set up, I have one side of the bed, Grace has the other. And on my side of the bed, there's a basket where I keep extra blankets and stuff like that. I'm sure a lot of people have something similar. The problem is the basket with extra blankets in it becomes like the dumping ground for my clothes, things that I need to put away, very like a coat. It's just, it's so bad. And so every time I excavate that corner and put everything away, I feel so good. And I realize if I just stopped putting stuff there, I would, could feel this way all the time. So putting stuff in the corner of my room has got to go out in 2023. Speaking of that, actually kind of on the same lines, I want to get rid of the majority of my clothing, which I know sounds dramatic, but I have lived in this house for five years and I basically haven't really gotten rid of significant amount of clothing in that time, which five years, given that I was 26, I think when I moved in and now I'm in my early thirties is a big chunk of time. And you really change a lot during that time. And in, at least in my experience, your body changes during that time. So there's a lot of stuff that doesn't fit me anymore and I need to get rid of it. If it doesn't fit me, it doesn't belong in my closet and who cares. And so I think 
anyway, just getting rid of stuff and putting away or getting or giving away all of the stuff that I don't wear is on my in list, I guess I should say, but I have it on the out list. Like everything that I don't wear, it's got to go. Another thing that has to go in 2023 is posting on social media just to post something. And I have a corresponding in item that I'll get to when I do the ins. But sometimes I find myself just kind of being like, oh, I haven't posted a story today or I haven't posted a story in a while. So I'm just going to post this picture of me out or the dogs. And granted, I there's nothing wrong with posting the, anyone's dogs. So I'm not trying to like say that you shouldn't post your dogs just because. But for me and me trying to be conscious, conscious of my social media use, I don't need to post stuff just to post. And I think I have a good way of counteracting that that I'll get to. But the next thing on my out list is things at the back of the fridge that I forgot about. So there's thankfully none of it was like growing anything, but just like old condiments and just stuff that's in the back of the fridge. I don't love our fridge. We're in a rental house and the fridge is very old. It works fine. But the only reason I don't like it is just because the freezer's on top. And so the fridge, like nothing is at eye level. So you kind of have to bend over to look at everything and stuff gets lost back there. So I'm trying to be better about that. I've been trying to like fully clean out the fridge every week when I get new groceries, which is still kind of aspirational for me. I don't do it every week, but I've done it more weeks than not lately, which is a huge win because in the past I just like basically don't throw anything away and shove everything in there until it's way too full and then clean the whole thing out and it takes like an hour, which is not good. So getting rid of those things in the back of the fridge and not letting them become forgotten to begin with. Like using things well, using things wisely is on my end list, I guess. Um, Okay, kind of like similar to posting just to post, on my out list is watching things as background noise. Now, this one I have conflicted feelings about because sometimes that is nice, but I need to be more comfortable with silence and not real, not feel like I have to be have something on the TV in the background that I'm only half watching or even a podcast when I'm doing something. Like it's okay to not be consuming media all the time. I say this as I'm recording my podcast that I hope you will listen to when you do want to listen to something. But for me, on my out list is kind of just like mindless consumption of media in general. And I love, there's podcasts I listen to every week that I love and I want to continue to keep up with, but there's times where I feel like I can't do a task unless I'm listening to something because I'll be bored, I guess, but I want to just be more comfortable with not always consuming something basically all the time because I've fallen into that a lot. Okay, next up on my out list, I only have a couple left. Um, Well, one is just like an overabundance of screen time in general. I don't really like tracking screen time or setting hard limits because I feel like I just, it makes me just kind of feel like a failure if I miss it because screen time seems on the surface like something that's so controllable and so easy to minimize, but it's really not because you may be on your phone for various different reasons. You might be on your phone for work or you might need to look up a recipe and then suddenly you feel like you're doing bad on screen time and it just kind of is it messes with my head. So I'm not going to say like a specific amount of screen time, but just so much screen time and like mindless scrolling is out. It has to go out. And then last, this one's kind of just a funny one. I feel like really thick mascara on your lashes 
for me is out. I don't, I'm not saying it should be out if that's your love language is really thick mascara, but I kind of feel like more natural lashes or even no mascara or no makeup is on my in list and super thick, like multi coats of mascara, which was very trendy for a long time, I think is out as far as I'm concerned. But again, you do you. Okay. Switching to the ends, ending on a positive note. Um, this one's kind of vague, but I think it can be applied in a lot of ways. I think something that's in for me is getting a second opinion. And that could mean in a doctor sense, don't worry, there's nothing cryptic there. I'm not like getting a diagnosis and getting a second opinion. But I do think that I it's easy for me, and maybe you relate to this, it's easy to hear something from a person in a position of authority, whether that is a doctor or anyone else who knows more than you do about something and just to take what they say at face value and not push more and ask other people what they think. And it's the more I've started to do that, the more I've realized that a lot of times people are making a quick assessment of a situation and they might not have any bad intent, but they might not be right because they might not know your situation quite enough. So I realize this is vague, but I think I want to normalize for myself getting a second opinion on things if something doesn't feel quite right or if my intuition is just saying to ask someone else. Another thing that's in that I have been really into is eating seasonally and trying to just eat things that I know are growing naturally in this time of year. So fruit is a big one for me on that because I love having fruit like as a snack or with a glass of wine, like peaches and wine to me have always been like a comfort food, weirdly enough. Um, just kind of like a delicious berry, whatever it is. I love fruit. I've always loved fruit. But I feel like in California, at least the grocery stores pretty much have everything all the time. Like peaches are actually an exception and peaches are probably my favorite fruit. They really only have them in the summer. They're so good in the summer. They don't really exist in the winter as far as I know in LA. There might be some specialty places that have them, but like your typical grocery store doesn't have peaches in the winter, which is fine because they have pears and pears and apples are really seasonal right now. I actually need to look up what other types of fruits are seasonal in the winter. I know citrus as well, but pears and apples I'm really into right now. I always have some pears on my windowsill in the kitchen ripening. That's important to me. And I think I'm just, I'm trying to remember like, okay, those blueberries look good and they probably are good, but I just think it's not only better for you as far as I'm aware to eat seasonally, but it's, it also just makes life more special. If I'm, if I'm really getting pears every week and I love pears and I don't really get them the other times of year, it's special now because it's like, okay, it's winter. I'm embracing pear season in the summer. I'll embrace peach and plum and other stone fruit season. And it just kind of makes me savor life more to eat what's in season. And fruit's just one example. Um, other things are lots of vegetables. And then also seafood is one that's kind of seasonal as well. Um, if you've ever heard the rule, like you should only eat oysters in a month that has R, I've broken that rule before. I think as long as you are going to a reputable place, that's okay. And what that means basically is like you shouldn't eat oysters in May, June, July, August. I think those are the only months without an R in them. And so the reason, I guess the reason being is that they're just at their peak in the other months and they might be more likely also because of heat with shipments to not be good in the spring, late spring to summer months. 
But regardless, I've eaten them then, but all I'm trying to say is now that it is winter, I am enjoying oysters sometimes. I love oysters and other seafood. I think scallops are mostly harvested in the winter too. So yeah, eating seasonally. I think it's fun. It makes it gives me inspiration too to just think about what's in season when I'm planning for what to eat. Okay, another thing, this is sort of an outlist in a way, but I want to frame it as a positive on the in list, which is doing things before they need to be done. And another way you could look at it is procrastinating is on the outlist. Now, am I going to be perfect on that? Of course not. I know I won't. But I just get inspired by thinking about how painless a lot of life would be if you just do things before they have to be done, if you're just kind of always on top of it. Because it's like any other habit and it just becomes second nature if you consistently work on things well before their due date, whether that's for work or um, you need to fill out your car registration or whatever it is that has a deadline. Um, Doing it before it needs to be done, I think is a huge gift to yourself. And so I'm trying to put that on my end list this year. Another thing that I want to put on the end list is promoting this podcast. We, with very few exceptions, put out an episode every single Monday of the year, and yet I probably post about it like maybe a third of the time. I don't know, maybe even less, just because I don't want to seem like I'm spamming people and I'm all my account is, is just saying like, hey, listen to our podcast. But given that I share a lot of other things, you know, recipes and home and the dogs and travel, I don't think it's going to become that if I post once a week saying that the new episode is out. But I know that it's nice to have the reminder because people might not remember to go look, but then they might want to listen if they if they realize there was a new episode out. So yeah, I want to promote it a little bit more. I want to maybe have fun with promoting it. I don't know how, but yeah, like why not? It's something that we put a lot of effort into, so we should definitely post about it and let people know that it's out there. S- along the lines of social media, I want to get more into doing like long catch-up Instagram stories. Now, let me explain what I mean. I've seen a few people do this, and I really like this. I like watching this style of Instagram story, which is, hey, I haven't posted in a few days. You don't even have to say that, but that's kind of the message that's being conveyed. Um, Here's what I've been up to. Like, here's what I've been eating. Here's a fun weekend trip that I took. Here's some fun inspiration that I saw at a store or whatever. You know, just stuff the stuff that's in your camera roll. Basically, it's going through your camera roll and just posting some fun stuff in the last few days, not feeling like you need to post it in real time and, you know, drips and drabs of like, here's my lunch next day. Here's my dog being funny. Instead, posting it all together in chunks. And so I think it reduces the amount of time that you're kind of spending on posting, but it is, I think, more fun to watch. I'm curious what anyone else thinks, but I've started to try to do that a couple times, just like here's a little photo dump on stories. And maybe this sounds so superficial to you if you don't care about social media, valid. Um, but it's something that I use. So I try to be conscious of how I'm using it and mindful and reevaluate how I'm using it. So that's all I'm doing now is thinking like, okay, is this working for me? Or do I want to change up how I'm using Instagram, for instance? And yeah, I think I do. I think I want to stop so much posting in the moment and more post like catch up stories. And as a viewer, I like it because there's just more to watch. So you feel like you're getting a fun update rather than just like a picture of someone's lunch, which I want to see the lunches. So no shade if you're posting your lunch, but I don't know if that makes sense. 
but that's my thoughts. Okay, next up on the end list, this is kind of random, but I was just thinking of it while I was making my list, which is going to movie theaters. I rarely go to a movie theater, but it's like my favorite. Well, not my favorite favorite, but I would say it's one of my favorite kind of date nights or even with a friend, um, like a matinee. I just think going to the movies is so relaxing and so fun, like assuming it's a good movie. But if there's something that you've been wanting to see, I've, I know for a while um, with the pandemic, people weren't going out as much and I know people still might not feel safe too with things that are going around now this time of year. But if you do feel safe and if you want to go to the movies, I encourage it. I want to do it more in 2023. I feel like I only go to the movies like every six months maybe with Grace when there's something we really want to see. But it's so fun. And like I love popcorn. It's just a good date night. And there's a great theater really close to our house too, but we rarely go. So yeah, I want to do more of that in 2023. Something I want to do less of, which I don't know why I put this on my in list, but in like as a trend, I guess, just for me is less makeup. I don't think I wear a lot of makeup at all, but I'm just kind of feeling the vibe of like natural skin and I don't know, kind of that's just what I'm feeling. Again, I've never been super into makeup. I have like one eyeshadow palette probably. Um, I rarely even wear eyeshadow, to be honest. So I'm not at all saying for the people that like create art with their makeup that they should do that less at all. Just for me, I am kind of wanting to wear less makeup. And then last, but hopefully not least, something that I want to put on my in list for this year is having a bedtime. Now I probably sound like an old grandma, which is fine. I don't care. I'm happy to be the grandma. Um, But yeah, I just feel like I that's something I've never really done is like set a bedtime not like, I don't know, nothing will happen if I break it, but I think it would be helpful. Like I tend to just kind of whenever I wind down with whenever I'm done cooking dinner, wrapping up work, taking care of the dogs, picking up the house, whatever time it happens to be, then I'll go to bed. But I kind of like the idea of working backwards and saying like, okay, I want to be in bed by nine. Now, I don't know what time I should pick. That's the problem. Like Nine kind of sounds good, but is that too early realistically to be like in bed by nine? So like if I'm in a shower, I like to shower at night. If I'm going to shower, if I'm like letting the dogs out before bed, all that stuff, that's all happening before nine, meaning in the eight o'clock hour if I'm in bed at nine. And I kind of feel like that's too early realistically. So I got to think about it, but I feel like having a time, maybe 930, maybe 10, where I'm always in bed or at least I try my best might be a good idea to work backwards. And then I can say to myself like, okay, I better start making dinner because it's seven already. And I'm during the eight o'clock hour, I'm kind of winding down. Yeah. I just think that would be helpful for me. I've never had a great evening routine. I've been more focused on my morning routine over the years. Evening is kind of just like finish everything that needs to happen tonight and wash my face or shower and go to bed. Like I want to have more of a ritual and I think setting a bedtime would help. So yeah, that's my in and out wish list, dreams, goals for 2023. I'm curious if anyone else has some they want to share. You can DM me on Instagram or email under a roof pod at gmail.com. And I hope everyone has a beautiful week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.